What if I don't have enough time to rebuild trust? Welcome to the Real Talk Recovery Podcast with the Therapy Brothers. We're brothers, we're therapists, and we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with Real Recovery. What's going on, Brandon? How are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing really good, actually. Good, man. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm t- I'm going. I'm taking off. I'm going to Europe for the first time. <laughs> Finally getting over to Europe. I've never been either, man. I'm excited for you. It sounds like you're taking the exact trip that my wife has been wanting me to plan for the last 20 years. Hey, well, hopefully this pushes you over the edge. <laughs> so we just got pictures. My my daughter Madison was actually just in London yesterday with her fiance. Oh, really? And his, and his family. Now they're traveling to our homeland of Greece today. And they're going to spend the next nine days in Greece. Dang. So now my daughter's living my wife's dreams and you're living my wife's dreams. Well, so you know, get busy producing my wife's dreams yeah there's this yeah you're getting it from all <laughs> angles here yeah. i'm so. excited for you man and that'll be a good time yeah should be good i'm excited about it um but before i go we want to produce some good content and have some good conversations so we got one of our favorite guys here today um mr bob so bob welcome to the show thanks guys great to be with you i gotta say to everyone like um bob here is actually a legend amongst the uh, Rising Sun conference participants. <laughs> Bob Bob contacted us last year, and he is up over eighty years old, and he still had the gumption to want to come and put himself through one of those experiences at the Rising Sun. And he was a total treat to have with us. So, Bob, it's really exciting to see your face again and to talk with you again. Thanks, guys. It was great to be with you out in out in Utah. It was fabulous. Bob, I couldn't believe that that early in the morning you hiked up that mountain and got in a lake. Like it, it was incredible. You, you are the man. Um, yeah. um, Bob, if you could give us a little bit of what's going on with you, um, and then just ask ask any questions you have. Okay, great. Let me just start with the present and kind of move back to the past a little bit, uh, as much as is, is appropriate. So um, in um, uh, 17 months ago, uh, October of 21, um, I had uh, decided to go out to a treatment program called BAI in Colorado. And it's a two-week thing. And the 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 deal was, here I was, um, what was I then, about uh, 80. And I, I was saying to myself, I keep doing porn and watching uh, watching porn and, and masturbating. And, and this has been going on you know, a lot of my life, certainly at least the, the we've been married 57 years, certainly the last 40 years, and it's been totally secret. And it, you know, it maybe I'll do it and a couple months will pass and I'll do it again. And a couple months will pass. And and, I, and it's like I keep saying to myself, why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep doing this? And and every year I, it'd be my birthday and I'd say, well, hey, OK, this year I, I think I'm going to be clean and not too much longer. I'm into it. So, but, and I'd done, I'd done, I'd, I'd gotten in the nineties, I'd gotten into therapy and gotten into SA in the eighties, I guess. And, and all, but then it, it, it just, it just wasn't going anywhere for me. 
and um, that that was that that's what happened. So uh, what I what I what I I I started to read this book about um, trauma based uh, uh, addiction, and I said, oh my god. This is really answering some questions. It's like, what's underneath this? I had never really kind of done any deep dive on, well, why, why am I doing this? Why, why is this going on? And so I got into that and I thought, this is terrific, you know, and hey, they, they, these guys got a program. But what was really fascinating was the last two chapters of that book, if, if the author mentioned uh, that, 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 that your, your, your wife is in, in fear of you and your wife doesn't trust you, you know, once he said it 50 times and I kept going, oh, my God, oh, my God, because Mary Lou, my wife, just kept coming you know, at me about I, I you, you really scare me. I don't feel safe. Don't feel safe. That was the word. If I, if she doesn't feel safe with you. And so I thought, my God, you know, I, I'd never put these things together. She doesn't feel safe with me because I, 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 uh, um, you know, I rage. And and that that's how you know the, the safeness was always there for her, and um, so anyway, I had to talk her into my going out to spend all this money, and she said, ah, you know, and and she said, well, you know, if if you need it, go ahead. She said, but I don't want to be any part of this, you know, I don't have to do anything, do I? And I said, well, they want you to come to four sessions online. She said, oh, actually, I'm going to be on vacation. I I can't do that. I said, well, I, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Turned out the vacation got canceled. She got on these four sessions. And um, they had a, at the end of this thing, they, the wife writes a letter and I was kind of kidding the other guy. All the other guys were there because their wives caught him and they were sent. You know, they got sent. I, I, I had to talk my wife into going. So anyway, uh, at the end of this thing, uh, they have these letters and the guys read these letters and they're really hard. I mean, the wives are just really letting go on, on all of this. So I, I poked my buddy next to me and I said, hey. Mine's going to be a piece of cake, you know, and oh, man, <laughs> it it was mean as could be. It was just because all of this that she learned in these sessions, what betrayal trauma is. And boy, did that did that really fit for her, you know, although never, never knew that term before. And it just really fit. And it just it just it, 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 it was it was just horrendous. Anyway, ever since then. You know, we we I I I've not been back in bed with her. Um, and uh, boy, it's really hard to find Christmas or birthday come and not being there, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, that's that's still going on. We've been in uh, I've been in intensive therapy. She's continued her therapy actually with the same person that that ran those programs, which is quite good. And then we've now moved in the last couple uh, months into some couples therapy, and things for me i just i just i kind of i kind of think hey oh i think i've got it i think i know what it is and then all of a sudden you know oh my god there's another whole vista to this thing i don't feel like i'm going around a circle i do feel like it's a spiral you know where okay. I, I i i'm at a low point and then i go oh wait a minute we're up here and then the next one you know i'm going higher each time i'm not i'm not i i really feel like there's a lot going on i learned tremendous stuff about myself but but it 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 is still really difficult. The big thing I think I think for the last couple of months I have stopped the rage. I've been able to get a hold of that. But the the but but the other issues of really hearing what this betrayal has done to her. Uh, and again, as I say, Mary, she knew nothing about this. Let me just 
say one more piece or two more pieces real quickly. So I grew up, I was uh, the youngest of three. My brother was 12 years older. My mother, my sister was nine years older. I, I grew up in the perfect family. My, my parents are the most generous persons in the world. You know, I, I, uh, uh, so, uh, but, but early on, and I, I'll give you one quick little incident here. It was, um, uh, it was a Saturday before, before my first communion. And I, I, I did a first confession on Thursday. Now I'm seven years old. Okay. I did a first confession on Thursday, Saturday, uh, this buddy of mine came on. He says, "Hey, let's 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 go somewhere." And I said, "Neil, I said, I, I I can't I can't do anything bad. I can't do anything bad." And he said, "No, no, no, don't worry about it." You know. And 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 my memory is we went to this little hut we had built, and I was sure we quote played dirty, and 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 I was scared to death because I couldn't go to first communion. This was Saturday. The next day, I couldn't go to first communion you know, with, with this mortal sin on my soul. And I just, it, 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 I was scared to death, but I, but I went and I lived with the trauma of that, at, 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 you know, for, for about until I was a junior in high school and finally went to a priest and did a, what they call a general confession and, you know, kind of straighten all that. But in my mind, I, and I went to, I, I would go to confession, you know, every Saturday because I, I, I'd, I'd play dirty during the week. And there was there was a period in there where I was really the whole connection with guys always were these guys were always two years older. The neighbors were two years older. And, and I was the run of the litter and I would get kicked to the side a lot. But I, I wanted to connect with them. And the, and the ticket to connection was sex. And so there was there was a whole period of, of all kinds of of uh, uh, boy sex, uh, essentially just, you know, uh, looking at penises, sucking penises, you know, that was, that was it. And that lasted until I went into high school. And then, and from that time, it really was over, but there was still residual, you mm -hmm. know, but there was no, I really didn't have any acting out from high school until seven years after I was married. And seven years after I was married, I, I got a new job and they offered a gym uh, for this. And I, I started to go to the gym and all of a sudden male bodies were just back at me again. And, and then eventually I got into pornography. We uh, live and, it, and it was, it was, it was pretty much, I mean, I, I, I looked at regular pornography, female pornography, but what I would get into was I'd always want to see what was going on with the male. That was that, you know, what, where was, where was his power? What was going on with the male? That was really key to me. And so eventually, uh, 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 we we got married. I mean, we were already married. Sorry, we we moved out to Denver, and we were with. Uh, I, I, and all of a sudden, I got involved with a woman, and I had a two year torrid affair with this woman. Again, my wife knew nothing about it, but I was so relieved because all this anxiety about pornography and and I was I was at that time I was starting to visit male bathhouses not to act out but just to be a voyeur there and and so all of that stopped and I felt I felt so clean although now I was in a an adulterous relationship when my wife found I I told her about it after two years I just couldn't do it anymore and of course everything exploded and um we moved back to, we moved to Nashville and after that and and we got into therapy and, you know, I mean, it was very hard on her. She, we, we had a two-year-old at the time and, and the two, uh, two other boys were uh, 12 and 13. So what happened was 
they they uh anyway we we got through it and we did a lot of therapy and i started getting to therapy and then, and eventually after a couple of years this guy said you know I, I wonder if you're a sex addict and i i didn't i never heard the word before mm. and then i got into sa and all that but that so then from then on it just got reduced i never i never had another affair uh with a woman i never had an affair with a man but but i always i i got back into the porn and that that brings you up to date in terms of where things were mm-hmm. sorry guys a little bit long that's really helpful okay yeah yeah before we before we go any further i just kind of want to say thanks, Bob, for telling the story, because I think your story actually illustrates a very common thing for a lot of people that we work with that even in the short, small details that you shared, you can see how an innocent boy who's curious about his masculinity and sexuality, and especially with certain life experiences, can end up as a grown man with so much shame and doubt and considering himself an addict, but you can look back through the whole thing and actually find avenues where there could be some compassion and understanding for how things unraveled the way that they did. Yeah. I, I do want to say one more thing. Sorry. I I have a, and this has come out very much in the therapy, but I've always known this. I have a basic feeling of total inadequacy that I am an inadequate person. Mm-hmm. And that's where the rage comes in. Mary Lou will be saying, Hey, Bob, drive this way. Go make a left turn. I said, no, I, I, I know where I'm going. And then I'll rage. What do you mean? Why are you telling me what to do? You know, but 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 that comes from I'm really inadequate. And that that inadequacy is is just really solid in, in my in my experience. Sorry. Is that inadequacy tied to um, like the the years and years of feeling like I'm I'm broken, I'm disgusting. There's something wrong with me. No, um, it's not tied. It's not tied. To no, it, I, so I, I, the very first night of our marriage. OK, I'm all excited about this marriage. And it was a beautiful marriage. Great church wedding. Wonderful. And that night we go to have sex. And I never had sex with anybody. You know, I, I didn't have sex before. We didn't have sex. We'd gone together for three years. I'm all excited about this. Premature ejaculation. Hmm. And it happened. It's happened in my life over and over and over again. And that's, 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 that's Tyler. The uh, get, uh, uh, not Tyler, but uh, uh, sorry. Getting Brandon. Back to, uh, Brandon, yeah. sorry. Uh, that's the inadequacy. I, 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 and that's why male pornography is so important to me. It's so powerful. That's what I don't have. You know? mm. Oh, I see. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also wonder too, Bob, if there is a connection there that you are the younger boy who was kicked to the side, who was also looking for a way to fit in and found the currency. Um, there were already seeds planted of that inadequacy. And then you were moved into the realm of marriage and you experienced what, let's by the way, is Bob, let's just say what most people or a lot of people experience on their first night of marriage or their first time. Um, but for you, it meant something about your masculinity because those beliefs and seeds were already planted there too. And then it probably built on itself through anxiety and fear and worry and reinforced that same belief yeah. for, for years and years and years. And, uh, and, and it makes a lot of sense. So with your story. So I think even though it took a minute to, to tell it, I think it was valuable for you to share it. Yeah. Tyler, I did want, do want to say just like little side note and, and Bob, I want you to hear this. Um, it's something that I think, no one's ever talked much about or brings up, but this whole thing of 
um, as children, when you call it playing dirty, um, Bob, but it's, it's so common um, for children to get in these patterns, you know, with the neighbor, with the neighbor friends or with the cousins or with the whomever. And from a very young age, um, their sexuality is being molded and shaped, but also their shame and their beliefs about themselves yeah. and all of those things. And so, so innocently it develops and it happens. And sometimes it's predatory. Sometimes the the neighbors or, or, or whoever is predatory. It sounded, sounded a little that way with you, Bob. Um, but, but it, it's like, you, you have no clue what you were actually getting yourself into as that started to develop. And then it has such repercussions throughout your life. Exactly. Yeah. And it's so common, Tyler, isn't it? Don't you hear this a lot with? Yeah, a lot. And- yeah. Really, really common. It doesn't get talked about much. And I, and you can see, especially Bob with you, the way you were raised, when you juxtapose what you were experiencing up against this sort of like religious background that you were being raised in that, that combination of having this curiosity, wanting to fit in, trying to be one of the boys up against, and that's sinful and you're horrible, but you better do it anyway. Cause now you better, you're going to have consequences either way, tons and tons of shame there. And then that becomes the currency of how you handle things as you move forward. And then as you grow into adulthood, it's the habit. And so then it pairs up with dishonesty and hiding and all that other stuff that then builds the addiction builds itself around. Um, so, yeah, so I know that we could, we could probably spend the whole episode just on this here, but I know, Bob, your question was more about here I am now having been through this path and starting to do this work. And it sounds like you've wholeheartedly thrown yourself into understanding your trauma, overcoming these things. And part of that process has been to become a fully honest man with your wife. Now your wife's got a lot of her pain. She's taking that, you know, 40 plus years of buildup that you've now dropped on her yeah. trying to sift through that you're more than 80. Now you're 81 now. 82, 82. Yeah. You just turned 82 from what I, from what I understand. Yeah. You don't, you don't look it, but you just turned 82. <laughs> and now you're saying I'm hearing all of the time that it's going to take a ton of time for us to rebuild trust. And I don't have it. Yeah. And, and I'm a hurting. I want connection with my wife. I want us to be able to heal what do I do? I mean, that's what I'm hearing you say. Is that right, right. Bob? Right, right, man. Yeah. Which, um, go ahead, Brennan. Well, I just want to say, you know, Bob, here you are 82, like props to you to battle to the bitter end. You know, like you're not giving up. No. Um, you're doing your work. You're, you came to our retreat because you're working on yourself. You're trying to figure this out. You're trying to rebuild trust. Like you, you're, you're not giving up. Um, so, so there's that aspect, but there's also this urgency, right. Of you want, you want things to be good within yourself, but you also want things to be good in your relationship at the same time. Right. Um, the good news is Bob, Tyler and I do have a lot to say on rebuilding trust. And we, I would say we are experts on it. We, we can definitely tell you what works and how, how the process happens. Um, but you may you may not like some of the things we have to say uh, because of the reality of what building trust really is and what it takes. Um, and so, so let's just dive into this. You've you've been you've been married for a long time. You've broken trust for a long time. 
you've been working recovery for a while now. Um, and you, you, before we, we started recording, you brought up, um, Paul Young from, he's the author of the shack who talks about, it took him 11 years before his wife finally said, I trust you. Right. And you're looking at this saying, Holy, Holy cow. Like I don't got 11 years, you know, like I don't, um, Bob probably does, but most people would, <laughs> I know he probably does. Um, so, so how do you not take 11 years to rebuild trust? Um, Tyler, I want to throw it back to you and say, how, what is the, even the process of, of rebuilding trust here? Yeah, I know we've talked about this on the podcast a lot. And this is where I think, Bob, you're feeling a little discouraged because you've heard like our recipes for rebuilding trust and what you could probably spit them back to us already. What have we said? What does it take to rebuild trust? Yeah, well, obviously, to- total honesty. I mean, for yeah, one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, takes, it takes honesty, but, humility, effort, and empathy over time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a big thing at this for me is, uh, I, you know, I, I, keep, I keep really wanting to hear my wife. Uh, in a therapy session, all of a sudden the therapist went way back to to the the affair forty years ago, and Mary Lou brought up our fifteenth anniversary and how, uh, and that's when I was in the affair, which she didn't know about, and how I canceled that celebration because I was out. She didn't know it. She thought I said I was at work. I you know I lied, and 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 that 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 sense of abandonment is so strong for her, and 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 it's. When I try to hear that, I, I really do hear it, you know, but then I, I keep wanting to, to talk about where I am. And that's that's where the therapist just says, you know, and, and the phrase has gotten that I'm trying to get it in my head. You know, Bob, you will be heard when Mary Lou is heard. And that that's what I'm I'm really struggling with, you know, like. Keep, keep your mouth shut and just kind of listen and try to hear, you know, but but really hear, you know, and, and that that that. I, I just I just find all of a sudden all my needs like I can't express my feelings and stuff like that and that that's where there's a real struggle. But yeah, you, know, you know when you Tyler when you talk about you know the what are the processes? Seems to me this this hearing process is one that I'm really struggling with. You know, and you know wanting to be heard, but but and I you know I I I'm just I've gotten aware of all kinds of narcissism that you know is really heavy for me and and, and you know has plagued a lot of our, our lives together too. So that's, that's all I'm getting aware of that. You know, when, when we talk about honesty and empathy together, Bob, um, the, a lot of times what that's mistaken for, especially in recovery, when, when somebody's really struggling with knowing who they are, um, is they think that empathy is becoming Mr. Nice guy. So, so that means you don't have a leg to stand on, um, you just have to smile and just not be yourself. You just have to, and and there's this this actual really important space of honesty, which means you show up confident in knowing who you are, um, but also strong enough to legitimately want to hold and hear her pain. Yeah. Um, and and a Mister Nice Guy who's showing up weak, who 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 has no opinion and is just trying to be nice and has no, like basically isn't even in the room because he's such a piece of crap that has to just listen to all the pain that doesn't build trust either. Right. 
So, so it's this, it's this, you really trusting you and knowing yourself and knowing you're okay, even though she's in a lot of pain. And even though a lot of that pain comes from things that you've done, um, you still are, are confident enough to show up as a strong man. Um, and then shut your freaking mouth and hold some space for her pain and dig into her pain. What she, she she's in grief and she needs to process this pain out. And you can be a, a liability for that processing because you can continue to traumatize and disconnect, or you can be a total asset for her to process this pain. And this is that it's like the silver lining opportunity that God gives you to rebuild trust is you've done things to break the trust. You have hurt her. And if you can figure out how to hold her pain to process that in a legit, genuine way, then you can actually repair it. Right. Does it, does that make sense? Yeah, makes, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. want to, I want to speak to that just a little bit too, really quickly, because this is where I hear, see a lot of other people hear the disconnect. <clears throat> There's a disconnect when they hear humility and honesty and empathy and effort over time equals trust what they don't understand. Let's talk about empathy for a second. In order for me to have access to better empathy, which means being able to sit in the space of somebody else's emotions, I have to be resilient to my own emotions, especially my shame. And so it's an easy thing to throw out the the, the recipe for success for trust, but the, the real work is to actually be doing the individual work of becoming so shame resilient that it's okay for your wife to bring heavy feelings and emotions and for you to not take it personally. And if you're doing your work of shame, resiliency, overcoming your trauma, working so that you like what you see in the mirror, then you have the capacity to hear her and hold her space without needing to go. Yeah. But look at me or yeah, but like, look at all the things I'm doing to fix things. Or like, it's like, you already know that you're doing those things. You're confident in who you're becoming and you can allow her the space she needs to feel without needing to disappear or get defensive, right? Where I am in that very process uh, that uh, that you're talking about is in the last week, it is, it's been a kind of a movement, I think. It, it's been identified, I you know, that, that I have these, these really strong narratives on my inadequacy. And, 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 and that, in that, my, sense of inadequacy is getting very much in the way of being able to hear and hold her pain you know and 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 that that's that's what i'm trying to really you know it's been interesting just the last couple of days to notice a shift of, of saying hey i'm i'm divesting in that stock that that stock is you know i bought that stock and that stock that tanked. stock sucks it sucks <laughs> yeah yeah and i and i but it, it's interesting is it's I'm, I'm just catching you know where Oh, oh, and 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 then all of a sudden, it, it, there's some good feelings about being able to say, "Oh, you know, no, I'm not inadequate," but 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 it's like, God, I, I'm not used to that, you know. Anyway, I, I'm, uh, Tyler, I'm, I'm I'm trying to say, I think that's what's getting in the way of my hearing her. You know, that's I'm, you're exactly right, Bob. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you're describing is, is exactly what happens for so many other people that we work with. And and this is one of the weird tricks of the trade here that people have a hard time grasping because the pain in front of you is, dang, I'm not connected to my wife and I really want to connect with her and I really want to help her heal. Yeah. 
And so you go straight on it. Trust, 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 trust. Instead of going, I need to take a look at myself. And if you'll put, if you'll put trust in the peripheral and you get busy looking at yourself and going, can I love myself? Can I experience the love of God? Can I like what I see in the mirror? That by nature will actually be putting drops of trust in the bucket towards the relationship because it'll be authentic. It'll be genuine. It'll be real. And you will now have the capacity to have your wife come to you and say, Hey, Bob, I can't believe you ruined my life for 40 years. And you can go, I know that's really hard for you instead of like, Oh, I suck. I'm terrible. Right. I you know, see. when you, when you said that feeling good about yourself, there was a visceral that went, ah, no, mm-hmm. wait a minute. You know, it's really hard. It, it, it just really, I felt it right here. You know? I was, I was going to bring that up, Bob, like you've invested in this stock of I'm inadequate for so long Yeah, that I would imagine that it's pretty uncomfortable to put your dollars in the stock of I'm, I'm adequate. Very uncomfortable. In fact, I'm loved. I am powerful. I am good. Um, I like, I, I am so adequate. Like for that's probably uncomfortable, right? I mean, how many years, how many years have you resonated in, in the frequency of I'm inadequate for years and years and years. So to show up differently is going to be uncomfortable, but at 82 years old, can you shift? I, I'm I'm trying, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So so what's it gonna take to actually shift to actually shift out of that? I'm inadequate. What's it get, you talk about that visceral feeling that came up inside yeah, of you yeah. when Tyler said yeah. that? That visceral feeling, that's like I call it like your threshold guardian. That's that feeling of saying, like, oh no, I don't want to go there, right? Okay. How how do you actually shift to I'm amazing? I am good. And Tyler might, he can help you out, but I'm going to ask you first, Bob. Yeah. Well, good, good example. So, so yesterday I was a, I, I'm a teacher. Okay. Look at all the books. All right. So uh, I, I uh, was at a session and this guy is just, I really admire this guy. He's one hell of a teacher. And I, I was, I was just so excited, you know, and, and, and my first, and I really am, I, but, but my first reaction is, God, man. If only I could be that good of a teacher, you know, <laughs> but, and, and it was, it was, I'm a bad teacher is what yeah, I was really yeah. saying. And I, but I caught it. I caught it. And I said, I said to myself, Hey, pitch that idea. Right. So Brandon, that, that's, that's what I'm, that, that's, the, that's, the, that's the little baby steps I'm making right now to get rid of that stock, you know, pitch that idea. At least you're catching the thoughts. That's, good. Yeah. And that's the point. Yeah. I yeah. think Bob. I think Bob. There's a couple of things I want to go with places with you for a minute. I, you actually have the beginnings of what I think is a great day-to-day exercise. Every time you notice, and you might notice the feeling even b- before the thought. Every time you notice it, speak it out loud and accept that it's there, and then move into yeah. the space of practicing the new the new script or the new discussion. Right. So you're going to practice that a, maybe a thousand times a day. And Bob, I would submit to you that, you know, if you're worried about running out of time to rebuild trust, you can't control when your wife will come along and actually feel like she's safe with you or can trust you again. But what you do have control over is you have as long as you have left to live to work on becoming the kind of guy who can go to bed with a clear conscience at night with a feeling of love in his heart for who he is 
knowing that he is a force for good in this world. And, and there's no better feeling in the world than glowing to bed on a clear conscience, knowing those things. And that will be the best path you have towards helping rebuild trust. Now, I want to back up for a second and I want to ask you a couple of questions. Okay, Bob, I want you to, I want you to distinguish if you can, the physiology and the emotion between the thought, man, I'll never be that good of a teacher or man, I'm such a horrible person or that visceral response you described when I said, Bob, you're an amazing person. I want you to take that feeling. I want you to juxtapose it against some other type of a feeling. Maybe something you happen at one of your things or at the retreat. I remember a specific point in the retreat, Bob, where we we played a round of like boys, like boys schoolyard dodgeball. And there was one moment where you where you picked up a dodgeball and you threw this laser sharp shot and drilled a guy and got him out. And I saw the look on your face. Um What's coming up for you right now, Bob? What are you feeling? <laughs> you're right. You're right. It was like, God, I could do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what, and what was the feeling? What, what, what happened inside your body, Bob? It, it, there, there was a feeling like I'm all right. I, I felt tall. I felt taller. Tall. <laughs> I felt tall. I felt capable. Yeah. yeah. That's that is inside <laughs> of you, Bob. That's inside of you. And the, the pursuit every day needs to be to connect with that part of you. You've already lived in the currency of having the autopilot be this guy that's like, you're never going to be enough. You're not going to measure up. But there is some, there's another guy inside of you. This is the uh, guy that's past the threshold guardian that Brandon's talking about that, that already knows that he has what it takes. And it's your job every day to cultivate a heart that gets the opportunity to feel that, whether that's through your relationship with God, whether it's the way you take care of yourself, whether it's through hobbies and interests, whether it's showing up for your wife, whether it's making a phone call to somebody else, the pursuit of that heart is what matters because when you start to cultivate that, it's just like the old story that you didn't know you were growing. You give it fertilizer, you give it sunlight, you give it water, that new story will grow inside of you and it will produce the outcomes you're looking for in your life when you put the right inputs in. But Tyler, I want to, Tyler, I got to ask you. So, so that's, I love what you just said. Amen, brother. That's amazing. I want to ask you. So let's say, let's say I have a little, I have like a teeny tiny penis and it ejaculates at all the wrong times. Like Mm -hmm. it's just like way too early little penis and it's just like, as a man, it's just not, you know, I'm just, it's just not. And oh, by the way, like, I'm I'm not doing the best at my job. And oh, by the way, like my wife doesn't think I'm the man at all. And she definitely doesn't think I'm the man in the bedroom. Like, that's great. That's great. You just said all those things, Tyler, but there's evidence. There's physical evidence that I'm not man enough. Yeah. What now? Like, you can tell me that all day long, Tyler, but. I have that evidence. Yeah, Brandon. Well, I think I think it's not just the evidence, it's the story that you tell too, right? And the, the truth is, is that when we have when we have a story that we have felt like is true, it's easier for us to find more truth to that story. Right. And if I were but, to but def- but isn't it true that a, a real good, powerful man has a big dick that can ejaculate at the right time? And and that can please his wife and that can create safety. Isn't that the truth? Well, it depends on how you want to define your masculinity. Um, but but what I would say, 
but what I would say is, is that this isn't a, this isn't an issue about size or like stamina. It's an issue about understanding self. It's, it's the lack of understanding of self that's producing. That's what I was trying to get at. It's producing the outcomes that are undesirable. Right. So, it's, so it's, I it's love Bob, what you just said. It's Bob's fear and anxiety and his shame that's not allowing him to step into the actual work of overcoming maybe some premature ejaculation or something. So, so, but Tyler, Tyler, hang on. You said lack of understanding self, because I think you're like, what I'm hearing, Bob, is that you're defining yourself according to kind of this, this scenario that I'm painting. Right. And Tyler's saying, hang on here. Like there's, there's a discrepancy between how you're viewing yourself and actually understanding yourself and and you're taking the evidence that i'm kind of laying out sorry to cut you off tyler but you're taking the evidence that i'm kind of laying out and tyler's saying like actually under what what is actually understanding yourself like what is that and right Uh, i'm saying i'm saying that there'd be instead of focusing on just the outcome which is dang i keep you know i can't i have premature ejaculation i need to actually get to a spot where I can have radical self-compassion because that's the fruit of the tree that's got roots way down deep into my belief system about myself, my shame, all that other stuff. I've been living, let's just say, I've been living without knowing it. I've been living a lie about my identity for this long. And now I'm starting to recognize that there could be a thousand other stories about my identity. And some of those other stories would produce different fruits that would include confidence that would include love for self and other people that would include shame resiliency and the byproduct of those things would produce the outcomes that I'm looking for the ability to perform i could find evidence like i could find evidence in bob's life right now in all the ways he performs he's excelled in his career he's he talks about wanting to be a better teacher and he spent his whole life teaching and he's a phenomenal teacher right changing lives like i'm sitting here i'm sitting here as a 44 year old looking at bobo bobo here and going man i hope i have a teaching career like him i'd love to be able to teach like him and there's my shame story kicking off and it's like no that's not the currency to live with anymore so i have to get deep enough through self-compassion to find the story because the story that felt true is just a story yes bob you have a comment yeah um, you really touched something uh, when you talked about the teaching thing. So, so, and and like, you know, what's inside of me? The, the the one the one place I will claim, and and I and it has been a claim, is my where I was successful as a teacher. I was never the great lecturer. I wasn't even the great researcher. But but why I was successful for fifty years as a teacher, I would I I I would I would catch in a class, I would catch a student who, who would bring in an idea and they'd be really, they, they'd just say, ah, oh, you know, I could tell that, that they were afraid to bring us an idea up. And I, and I said, no, 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 that's a terrific idea, you know, and more and time and time again, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. I, I could, I could really hear, and I, I could hear it, I think, and you're, you're making me realize why I could hear it because I, I, that's what I needed. But you know, didn't do to myself, but I could, I could do that to students. I really could hear that. And, and, and those were students that, that felt like, 
and they, you know that they didn't they didn't have it and they would they would come back and they would say my god you know uh look what i did because you you heard my idea you know and 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 they did they did terrific stuff but but i was a, i was i could hear I was I was really attuned to to students that 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 didn't feel good about themselves or didn't feel like they had it and I and I could see you know it might be just a little bitty piece in there but I could see it. no 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 that that's a that's a gem you really got something there and then and it would go you know mm-hmm. but 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 I you know as you were saying you know to to do that to myself no I I accept that I mean I, I can I can admire you know, that act of teaching in myself. But, but Bob, can we mix? Yeah. Holy cow. Like I can see that God gave me purpose here that I'm, that I'm good enough in these areas. Can we mix that with, you know what, my, my sexuality and what I've been through and my arousal template, my experiences, that's all part of my story too. And even with that, I'm amazing. Even that, although it's done some destruction and some damage and I've used it in some, in some harmful ways, you know what, like I'm okay. I'm okay as a full son of God, um, with my sexuality, with, with my talents as a teacher, with the way that I've, you know, been a husband, like I, I I'm coming to peace and forgiveness and acceptance of my, of all of myself. Right. Yeah. So it's a whole I think, Bob. It's a whole new ball game from going. I I am a good teacher. To I am good. All of me is good. But right. Yeah. 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 You you owe it to your wife to allow yourself to be loved, Bob. Like you you owe it to your wife. You want to be re- rebuild trust with your wife. You go to work every day on that story, and you you build a new story. And I don't know how much longer you have left to live, Bob, but you are engaged in the finest work that anyone could ever wage in their lifetime. And, and that work, it doesn't really matter where you end at the destination. It, it matters that you're engaged in the battle. And you are already being successful because you're putting yourself on the front line, acting with courage and surrendering the outcome is the next thing you have to do. So, um, I know we're getting short on time, Bob. Any last thoughts or questions here? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think when I when I what's tr- what I'm trying to redo in my life right now, particularly this, you know, this 10 year, is it gonna be 10 years before she trusts me? Is it gonna be 10 years before we have intimacy? And I'm 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 throwing that out and saying, you know, the very work that we're doing, she's doing tremendous work too. Okay, I mean incredible work. And so the very work we're doing. And and my ability to be able to to put in my piece in this, th- that is a, that's a new kind of intimacy. And so, hey, yes, we already have an intimacy. Yeah. Is it, you know, ten years, okay. You know, I mean, before the trust comes, fine. But right. but but the intimacy is there. It's it's not. We're not going to wait for ten years for intimacy. Yeah. Yep. Let that's, it go. That's what's hitting me, guys. Let let it go. Let go of the expectations of what that intimacy needs to be. And then, and then just do your work. Just do what you you've been doing, Bob. And you know, b- before I let you go, like uh, you know what Tyler was saying, like I've thought of you many times since the retreat, and I, I don't know if you understand the work that you're doing. Um, like you are an inspiration. I've thought, you know, what I think about you is like, man, I want to, I want to be 
as self-reflective and hardworking on myself as Bob is when I'm 82. Like, I hope I go through my life trying to figure it out and trying to learn and trying to grow. And you're a great example to all the guys that went to the retreat. Um, you're a great example to our audience right now. Um, you are doing some important work, Bob. And uh, like, I really admire you. I really look up to you. And I think you're amazing. And that might make you feel uncomfortable. Just accept um, it. Just accept it because you you are, Bob. Yeah. So Well, I accept it because I enjoy it. And I, I you know, no matter, <laughs> as bad as everything has been all these years, I I, I enjoy being in it, man. You know, right. and that's right. why I come to that retreat. I'm, I, I'm, I, I felt I had to talk Chase into letting me in. You know, and I, and I said, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to enjoy that. I think Chase, I think Chase might might have pushed you a little hard on a hike, but other than that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, Brad, and just one last thought, you know, there was that old commercial when we were growing up that was like a Michael Jordan commercial. And the song was like, Mike, I want to be, want to be like Mike. I'm, I'm going to go produce a t-shirt for myself that says, I want to be like Bob. <laughs> you guys are too much. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I mean, you're, your podcasts are just incredible. I, 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 I pick up one. I think, oh, I don't think this will be it for me. And all of a sudden, I'm like, holy cow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, Bob, it's been a real blessing to have you. Thank you for coming and sharing yourself again. Hopefully, this is helpful, and uh, we appreciate you coming on the show. Very helpful, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks Bob. It was good talking to you today. Good we'll being, see good seeing you guys. Terrific. Yeah. All the best. <laughs>